0: But now I want you to open your Bibles um, to Acts chapter 2. Let's keep them open um, as I share this message with you today. Pentecost Sunday. It's the birthday of the church. 2,000 years ago, the big launch when the promised Holy Spirit came upon a group of ordinary people who became extraordinary because of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. The birthday of the church. Have you had a birthday during lockdown? I'm sure some of you will have. Well, I'm not sure what it was like for you, your friends, your family will have done all that they could to make it special. But let's be honest, Um, it wasn't great not like some of the other birthdays you had perhaps of course in this context of pentecost the first group of believers were also in lockdown they were in the upper room the place of the last meal before jesus went to the cross the place where jesus came and came through locked doors um, post-resurrection Um, because, locked because they were afraid that the authorities would know that they were disciples of Jesus. This upper room inside the city walls of Jerusalem connected to the temple in Solomon's Portico area here was the place for the birthday event of all events which happened and it happened on Pentecost. Can I just read again um, Acts 2, the first few verses? When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Jesus had promised that the Holy Spirit would be sent by to the followers of Jesus. That the Holy Spirit would testify about Jesus and help the disciples do the same. That he would intercede for us, that he would advocate for us, that he would counsel us, and that he would strengthen us. And here he is. But what is the Holy Spirit doing? And in particular, in these opening days and weeks and months of the early church, what was the Holy Spirit's purpose? May I suggest to you that what was being revealed on the first birthday of the church, has become the foundational blocks of the church for 2,000 years and still is as important today as it was on that first birthday. I want to show you this morning that the Holy Spirit is a now God, is a transforming God and is a good news God. It is important to note that the suddenly of verse two only applies to earth. No one expected uh, the Holy Spirit to come in this way. But this event was not a surprise in heaven. No, this was planned and beautifully scheduled. And that's important. That's what I want you to hear. Beautifully scheduled to happen in the way it did. It was so important to for that to have happened in the way it happened on the day it happened you see a celebration of the past was consumed by the reality of the present God was saying I am a now God Jews from every nation of the earth are in the temple. They have come for their Shaviot festival. It's the 50th day since Passover. Pentecost is the Greek name for Shaviot and it literally means 50th day. Shaviot also means weeks. It's seven weeks since Passover. So stay with me. Come with me with your imagination. Think of all that is in the minds of these pilgrims coming into Jerusalem from everywhere around the world. What are they thinking? What are they speaking? What are they celebrating? Here it is. Firstly, the thankfulness for the first Passover of their deliverance from Egypt. Secondly, the receiving of the Old Testament commandments, the Ten Commandments, the the Old Testament five books, the Torah, the receiving of those on Mount Sinai to Moses, which was in a supernatural manifestation of God's presence. And that's the important key um, on that mountain. Where importantly in the story, um, we are told that when God descended on that mountain to meet Moses, he came with lightning strikes and thunder and the mountain began to shake and he descended in fire. Just pause. Think about that. That's all in their mind as they celebrate their past. In the Shavuot service, they have had their Haftorah, which is the reading of the first three chapters of Ezekiel, which the Jews believe is his vision of God on Mount Sinai. As he sees the chariots of God and wheels within wheels. So they're still there on Mount Sinai, supernatural manifestation. It's all in their minds. They're speaking to one another about it. The imagery fills the air as they celebrate a supernatural past. But there's more than that. Because in their Midrash commentaries, which are... Legends known to be true uh, according to the Jews, but add spice and flair um, to the historical story. Well, in one part of the Midrash, it's, it talks about Ezekiel seeing Mount Sinai. It says, This there descended with God on Mount Sinai 22,000 chariots each one like the chariots that Ezekiel saw. When Moses re- received the 10 commandments, the Midrash says that the voice of God divided itself into 70 tongues, 70 languages, and the Jew always associated the number 70 with the total nations of the world. Do you know that feeling when you come out of the cinema, <clears throat> it's a long time ago now, um, and you've just watched that great movie and you come out and you're so pumped up, you're so energized as, as the, the film is just continuing through your mind for, for, for the rest of the day. Well, this is the scene. This is what's going on. Jews representing the nations of the world in the temple with windstorms and clouds and chariots and lightning and fire and the fact that God's voice is heard by 70 tongues all at the same time. This is what an amazing celebration festival they were having. What an amazing God that we have in the past. But wait. Suddenly, In the temple, temple courts, in a room, in an upper room, away from the main celebrations, the disciples are gathered to have their own service. They're praying for the spirit to come. They don't know what's going to happen, but they're praying what Jesus told them to pray. And they are also celebrating um, the festival and the crowd hear a sound and what they were imagining a few moments ago, they're actually seeing right now. That sound is like a violent wind. It looks like fire is on those people. But then there is something truly amazing. Luke writes, we hear the wonders of God in our own language. In fact, in all the languages of the world that are gathered in Jerusalem. And there they are on Mount Sinai again. The supernatural God of the past is here right now. And that's the point. Every generation must know the now God. The Holy Spirit is the now God. Who God was, he is. What God did, he does. What happened, happens. And our prayer is come, Holy Spirit, now. The Holy Spirit reveals a now God. Secondly, he reveals a transforming God. Luke writes in verse 14, Then Peter stood up with the eleven and raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Slow that verse down a little bit. Have a look at it right now who was it who stood up see friends it doesn't matter what you were whether a denier a deserter a doubter when the spirit of god has saturated your life with the presence of god then you stand up differently you are not what you once were You find your voice, the sound of your life has changed and your vocabulary changes and you don't speak the way you used to speak. You speak with how the message interprets it with bold urgency. Prior to the lockdown in Britain, I was frustrated with the state of the church in Britain. This lockdown has given us all the opportunity to take stock and decide well, we need him. Coming out of lockdown, please let's let's stop the nonsense that was affecting our lives. The politics within church, the selfishness, Let's just walk away from that. Let's come out of this lockdown differently. Sometimes God has to pin us down so that he can do business with us so that when we are released, we move differently. Prior to the lockdown, uh, one church elder said to me, from another another church, uh, an elder said to me, Paul, we're so tired, maybe that was a reflection on, on where we had become a spiritual apathy um, upon us, an apathy towards uh, our neighbours, people across the street. we would become so fixed on other things that were not uh, as important but as we will come out of lockdown we have no more time for spiritual tiredness and apathy and discussing mindless theories that produce nothing this is it god is here and that's what peter is preaching it's not good we are not where we should be but he can transform us and that's what's happening right now on this day that's what peter is saying I was this, but now I'm this. Shaviot is is one of the three harvest festivals which celebrate God's provision for his people. So people will come into the temple with their um, things that they produce from uh, the fields, agricultural offerings. And in verse 15, Peter says, listen, these people aren't drunk as you suspect they haven't even had time to get drunk. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Now, why is Peter saying this? It's, it's, it's connected to the agricultural offering. It's connected to the harvest festival, as they bring their grapes and or, all of the connotations of wine um, into that celebration. It's like Peter saying, you mentioned wine at this harvest festival. No, this is nothing to do with wine. In fact, Let's uh, let's recall Prophet Joel, who prophesied during a harvest time festival, and he said, "People of God, the vines are gone; there is no harvest." Do you remember that? Of course, the Jews, they know they knew that full well. They knew that their Prophet Joel called them to repentance. Even now, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Peter says, this is that. When your prophet said, your life has ruined, turn to God. This is that. And Peter says, you're stepping into a moment when God has come right now. And he's ready to change your life around. He's ready to transform your life. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. No matter how ruined your life is, here is the denier. Peter's saying, look over there, that's Thomas the doubter. All of us were deserters and yet failed disciples. But we testify to the transforming power of God through Jesus Christ. And I say to you today, let me pause. You may not be where you want to be and you may have walked away from God. You may never have walked with God. But I want to tell you this, that Jesus still today is pouring out the power of God wherever you are, in whatever locked uh, room that you are in. The gospel is that God loves you. You walked away. It's called sin. He comes, he dies for your punishment so that you can be transformed and made whole again. At the Shaviot service, the book of Ruth is read and the Jews use it because the story is set mainly in a harvest field, the story of Ruth. But Peter doesn't mention Ruth, if you read the whole of that chapter, but he purposely preaches David and he purposely quotes David's Psalms. He does this because Shavuot is also a celebration of David's birth. In fact, the Jews believe in the tradition that David was born and died on the day of Pentecost. And they read the book of Ruth not only because of the harvest story, but because it contains the ancestry of David, where at the end of that book of Ruth, we see that David is the great-grandson of Ruth and Boaz. And that whole failed genealogy, ordinary people, whose stories of life went wrong, ends in the arrival of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who makes all things new. And Peter uses that, he uses that to preach Christ. The Holy Spirit is a now God. He's a revealing a transforming God. And finally, the Holy Spirit reveals a good news God. You see, in go back to Acts chapter 2 and a couple of verses at the end of chapter 2, in verse 41 to 40, in verse 40 to verse 41. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptised and about 3000. Wow, what a number were added to their number that day. God specializes in good news for every person in every generation. But of course, the gospel gets his followers into all kinds of difficult situations. And there are many today around the world that um, are continually trying to be silenced um, because they're speaking because the followers of Christ are speaking the gospel. I heard this week of, uh, of one pastor imprisoned in Nepal because um, he was simply praying that God would heal um, the land and heal, that Jesus would heal the nation from COVID. He's now imprisoned. Peter and John soon found themselves in trouble. In, in Jerusalem as they continue to, to speak the good news. And we find throughout the, the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit continually comes again and again to keep the gospel fire going. So in, in Acts 4 and and um, and verse 31, turn with me if you can. Acts 4, 31, um, they're, they're, they're in a, p- Peter and John, they're in trouble and they get the, The church praying and after they've prayed the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the holy spirit and spoke the word of god boldly they didn't pray for the threats to stop or that the threats may not be carried out they prayed for the continuance of the very activity that produced the hostility in the first place just give us more boldness to keep on And Luke says the place was shaken, maybe that was thunder or an earthquake, but they were filled and they spoke the word of God boldly. Sometimes we just need a shaking to take place. Sometimes we just need a reordering of our life and we, we become trapped maybe by fear or contained by doubt or just the weariness and the cynicism of life. We become settled into accepting certain things and we need a shaking of the Holy Spirit of God to come upon our life, to, ch- to really change the landscape, to change the environment that we that we are in. And there are times that God allows his world to shake. It might not be comfortable, we might not like it, but it's for our good. And in that shaking, things are let go of, things are reordered. And there's space for God to come and fill us again for his presence to become real and active and important once more and the good news becomes priority and he gives us the confidence and the boldness with the good news to tell others about Jesus no longer is it dry in a theory it becomes a living message a burning message that we just cannot stop speaking He is sending us out shaken, filled and speaking. Let me just give you one more thought. See, again, Peter and the church find themselves in trouble. And it's in chapter five and verse 32. And let me read that to you. Peter is giving another sermon to the Sanhedrin. And um, in verse 32, he says, we are witnesses of these things, of, of Jesus The saviour going to the cross and dying and three days later raising again. We are witnesses of these things and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Peter says we are witnesses of these things. And so is the Holy Spirit. Peter is announcing that they saw him. They were with him. They saw the the death of of Christ. They saw him post-resurrection. They saw his ascension. But friends, what good would it be for you and me to try and follow any kind of philosophy or religion that is based upon somebody's witnessing account 2,000 years ago? I think we would have given up by now. But Peter doesn't say that. He says we are witnesses and so is the holy spirit friends when when the holy spirit comes in a person when god comes upon you then he is in you to continually tell you good news the the truth is the reality is that we are we go through times moments when we doubt and we fear and we we wonder, we've got anxiety uh, and and all these kind of things and we just just wonder whether we are a, a Christian, whether we want to continue, we fail, all those kind of things. We have bad days and yet when God comes upon us, He turns every bad day into a good day because of his presence and because of his power in our lives. He comes again upon us and he says, listen, you, listen, Paul Hudson, what are you doing on the floor rocking yourself? Get up. I'm the witness. In fact, I've witnessed more than Peter. I, 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 I was there on day one when Before creation, when there was a void and a chasm, and Genesis says the, the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. The Holy Spirit says to us, hey, I was there at the beginning when there was nothing. You think you're having a bad day? You should have seen what it was like before creation. Hey, stop it. I was there when Jesus laid his life down. Who do you think caused Jesus to rise from the... Who who opened that tomb? Don't you tell me that nothing can happen here. Don't tell me that that the impossible cannot take place. Don't tell me that you can't get through. Don't tell me that you can't make it. Because I opened the tomb and Jesus rose from 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 the dead. And... The Holy Spirit is continually speaking into our life. Where is the Holy Spirit? He's in you. He's in me. He has come. It's the birthday of the church when the Holy Spirit descends upon ordinary people and fills their lives and then partners with us and walks with us and comes alongside us and is continually speaking to our lives to keep us following Jesus. So on this birthday of the church, we celebrate Pentecost. And I want you to know this, that the Holy Spirit reveals a now God. We are not stuck in the past worshipping some historical God in a historical event. He is here now. The Holy Spirit reveals a transforming God. You may have walked far away from God. You may have failed him, but return to him and let God change you. The Holy Spirit reveals a good news God. He is on mission in this world, a mission with a message of good news. Pentecost, the birthday of the church, was ushering in a new day of powerful mission. And we are in that day today, today. A day where where men and women were saturated with the spirit of God and the passion for God possessed them with an intensity of a fire. And they burned and they shone for Jesus and the spirit of cold obedience was kindled again with an eager devotion and a holy passion for righteousness. Um, and a consuming enthusiasm for the salvation of the lost. They were sold out for Jesus. The baptism with the Holy Spirit and fire was seen in their passion for souls to find Jesus who had died for them. And a movement was birthed, a movement that would spread to every corner of the world and is continuing to spread. Do you want to be part of that? Will you say yes to him? Will you ask him to fill you with power and his presence? Spirit of God, saturate my life. Now, transform me. Pour in the good news that it will spill over in these days that I live in. May God bless you. Be filled, be powerful and go in the name of Jesus.